Welcome to Scotch Parlor. I'm Rick Scotch, your host of the Scotch Parlor podcast, where we capture and share the journeys and stories of inspiring creators who are out in the world doing what they love. Inspire, explore, create. Life is good. Let's get started. Welcome to Scotch Parlor. I'm your host, Rick Scotch, on the Scotch Parlor podcast. Today, I have Carl Stoke, who labels himself on Instagram as an OG bartender, with a camera. He's a man behind his beverage consulting firm, Spirit and Spoon. Spirit and Spoon is based out of Los Angeles. It's a creative media business that combines photography and content development with cocktail and social media consulting. Spirit and Spoon has earned its reputation as a one-stop cocktail shop. You have to check out his enticing photos and his entertaining videos of him doing what he does. That's making cocktails. The cocktails always looks amazing. I love how he brings his personality out as you watch his videos on making a cocktail. His Instagram is Spirit and Spoon, and his website is spiritandspoon.com. Anyhow, I'm super pumped to have you on the Scotch Potter podcast, Carl, and to share your creator journey and offer some insights on your craft. And again, thanks for being here. And if you want to say hello, and if you have an intro, feel free to, to, to let us know who you are. <laughs> Thanks so much for the intro, Rick. Uh, you nailed it. Um, I'm sure we'll dig deeper, but uh, appreciate you having me. Excited to be here. Great, great, great. Where are you originally from? Uh, I'm from Michigan. I've been out here for about 15 years. Okay, okay. For 15 years in Los Angeles. Yeah. Sweet, sweet, sweet. And uh, as far as growing up in Michigan, uh, how were you? How would you define yourself as a kid? Were you the always uh, creative side, uh, sports? kid with the lemonade stand how would you describe yourself i was a little bit of all of that um i was definitely the kid uh i was adhd i kind of still am where i follow the shiny object so <laughs> i do like i wasn't i didn't do bad in school but it wasn't like oh my goodness he's so gifted uh, i was more the like hey i'm going to entertain people and i'm going to kind of be the class clown and i mean i love sports um, so I was kind of, I was super active. You couldn't, you couldn't keep an eye on me as a kid. I was everywhere. Um, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. So were you as far as on the, on the creative side? Well, do you, do you consider yourself at uh, a creator, a creative per se? Yeah. I mean, I, I humbly, yes. I don't like, oh my goodness, I'm a creator, but yeah, no, 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 it's a weird thing. Cause I don't want to be like, yeah, you know, yes, I own it. Like I know, like my mind is always trying to think of some, you know, uh, of like a next, like something creative to do, you know, and that's kind of what kind of spirit and spoon kind of spawned out of was like working in, these jobs for so long, you know, running bar programs and I helped launch a liquor brand and it was like, Oh, I love doing this. And, and it was kind of just almost like a, um, leap in the net will appear kind of thing. You know, like I love doing it. Then I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to put time and energy into this. And it's kind of, it's, it's been well so far. So, and it blossomed into that. Well, let's talk about like, as far as, so you came out here from Michigan. Yeah. All right. What was your, uh, so what, what, what was your first job when you came down to, um, LA? Um, well, my first job is, so, um, a little preference to that. Like I was, uh, living right on Lake Michigan. So if you know, Michigan, this is the map of Michigan. I was right here and I was in a small, like little beach town and we did 80% of our annual business in the like four months of summer. Uh, and I would hire my buddies that lived in Kalamazoo, which is a college town about 40 minutes away to wait tables and to bartend. And one of my uh, friends 
I hired for the summer, I uh, was moving to California and he's like, Hey, do you want to go? And I'm like, are you serious? And I'm like, I had never been to Los Angeles. So he's like, yeah. So like four months later, I literally, I mean, the next day I put in my one month notice and 30 days later I moved out. Um, so I left from being a GM at a restaurant of two restaurants. Cause it was, they were both in the same town, uh, wearing many, many hats. Then I came out here and I, uh, one of our neighbors worked for a culinary staffing agency. So he's like, just go there and tell them I sent you. And so I worked with them. And the cool thing about that is every job was different. You know, like one day I'm at like UCLA doing a tray pass. One day I'm at a, you know, a bar mitzvah, like making cocktails. Um, I did like spyglass entertainments, Halloween party, just like this. I'm all over LA, which is a great way for me to a explore the city. Uh, then eventually they sent me to a place called Raffles L'Hermitage, which is a little boutique hotel in Beverly Hills. They liked me, so they kept on bringing me back and back and back until I became an employee there. Because that was my first real job was like at this super ritzy, like small boutique hotel in Beverly Hills. Like literally, like the no joke, the first people I waited on there were Nicholson and Penn. You know, like it's like you know, it was like holy shit, like I am fresh off the boat. It's like two months in, and I'm like, you know, like Angelina Jolie and all these people, and it was, you know, it it was such a culture shock to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. So that so that so that led the doors open to the to the lifestyle of LA. <laughs> yeah, I mean I don't I don't live that lifestyle, but like it was one of those things where it was like it was it was one of those it was it was cool. You know, yeah, 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 no, totally, totally, totally. You go, well, you got the LA, the LA treatment, right? You know, <laughs> welcome to LA. So, as so, then okay, so you're doing so as you're going through the years, what was, uh, yeah. just kind of explain your journey. So, how did it, how did it start happening where you were like, whoa, you know, I, I, I want to focus on, you know, take doing cocktails and, and really just bringing the story behind the cocktails out by you creating Spirit and Spoon. What, uh, how did that all lead into that? Absolutely. I mean, it was, it was a slow progression. You know, it was, it, it was, um, when I was at Raffles Lermitage, that's kind of when the craft cocktail movement started. Uh, so that was about, you know, um, 15 years ago or so. Um, and I remember like, oh, we had a blackberry mojito. We had these things and like, oh, here's a jigger. And I always seen them. They're like, no, you got to use them. So, uh, so I worked there for a while and that kind of got a little, you know, it just wasn't me anymore. And I took a job with a husband and wife culinary team. Um, and that kind of was my introduction into like, Oh my goodness, I love creating cocktails. You know, I love like, you know, I've been in LA now I'm going to the farmer's market. I'm working, working at a pretty well renowned restaurant with a husband and wife team who are kind of spoiling me in the sense of, you know, pastry did my syrup. So I'm talking with them and, you know, everything's driven fresh from the market. And I'm like, oh my goodness, it's a world of difference. And that opened my eyes. So I started going to restaurants and bars. I started looking at cocktail menus and that kind of just opened my world. And I was head bartender for their restaurant for about five or six years. Um, and, you know, and at that point I'm like, you know what, I think I've come to my limit. Um, so I decided to take a job at the factory kitchen in Los Angeles, which they were just opening up. And I met the owner and the chef. And he's like, I'm, he's like, you served me many times at Hatfield's restaurant. He's like, he's like, 
he's like, I don't want to hire you as a bartender. I want to hire you to run my bar program. I'm like, sweet. You know, like awesome. You know, so I was brought in like three, four months before we opened and I got to like create it all. And it was beautiful. It was like, oh yeah, let's, you know, let's bring in the glasses. Let's just do this. Let's do the hiring. And I've, I've done the hiring before. Um, and while that was happening, I, um, met a, the owner of the building was super nice and he owned a bunch of bunch of buildings in Los Angeles. And he's like, Hey, you got to meet a guy who's two floors above the restaurant, um, uh, making vodka in a loft. Um, and I started a dialogue with him. And after we opened the restaurant three, four months in, it was just one of those opportunities that I, I couldn't pass up. He wanted me to help him launch the brand. So I'm like, I kind of always wanted to get the, in the brand ambassador side. Um, and this was definitely a little bit different because it was like, first employee of a startup, you know? Uh, and when I was doing that, I did everything, you know, I did sales, I did marketing, I did events, I did cocktail development. Uh, and we had somebody running the Instagram and it was just, it just was bad. You know, there's something like posts and uh, me and Paul, the owner are looking at these posts and I'm like, um, so, and I had a camera cause I used to do improv and I used to do comedy and I, I had bought a camera to shoot like videos. Um, and I just started shooting photos. Um, and I really liked that. Um, and about three months into that, I'm like, well, I, I'm really enjoying the photo aspect of this. I'm like, Hey, can I start a, um, can I, I'm gonna start an Instagram just with my creations. Cause I'm obviously creating other things than the, the spirit I was working with, which was a vodka, you know? So I started spirit and spoon and that kind of the name spawned from, um, when I was at Hatfields, I was I would do like Market Fresh, and I wanted to do like Stir because I wanted to to educate people without being so in your face. You know, I'm very like, you know, if you want to be educated, so people like spirit and spoon. What does that mean? Like, hey, a stirred cocktail means it's just the sp the spirit and the spoon. That's that's why it's stirred. And that's kind of I always like that name, and I just it just kind of stuck. Yeah, no, it's a it's a great name. I love it. I love it. I love it. You know, just to kind of go back to to what you said, and this. Obvious. I mean, it's kind of obvious, I guess, but I just want to hear you say it. The freshness of ingredients in obviously in food is unbelievable. Is it? I mean, is it pretty impactful for cocktails as well? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's paramount. Like, I've done parties, and I, I, I don't hate on anybody, but people are like, oh, roses, lime juice. I'm like, no. Why would you use that? You know, like I try to drink like I eat. I try to drink and eat as clean as possible. Um, meaning like, I don't want refined products in there. Um, so yeah, like I, like the farmer's market is where m most of my inspiration comes from. Um, I love what's fresh and what's seasonal. That's where all my cocktail ideas usually come from. So yeah, like, yeah, you can make a cocktail that doesn't have to have, you know, like obviously like an old fashioned, like nothing has to be fresh in there, you know, but like, if you're making a shaking cocktail, it, yeah fresh is fresh is the way to go okay because i mean i've i think everyone's kind of dampled into making their own cocktails and i've uh over this covid uh stay at home thing i that's when i kind of got a little bit in more into it of getting like fresher ingredients and uh uh but i always end up going back to uh a mint i always get mint but i did see that i mean i did see the difference in uh in having actual fresh ingredients granted my cocktails didn't come out that great i'm still i still I still, I still overload the alcohol, so which is not necessarily a bad thing, but yeah. you know, sometimes you just want it to taste good. Well, it's just a learning curve to see what you yeah. like and what works, and you know, the the one thing I, I think the most important bar tool for somebody is a jigger. You know, you need to be able to measure 
you know, so you know what's going in there, you know, um, back in my first days, you know, I'm 44 and I started doing this when I was 24. Uh, that, that place I mentioned mm-hmm. that was a GM of, like I started, I started as a waiter, uh, and he's like, I want you to bartend. And it was like my first weekend waiting tables. There it was like, I had a bartender call sick. He's like, after you're done in the dining room, I need you behind the bar. And my first night back there, like I never left. Like, he's like, this is yours now. He's like, this is your bar now. Uh, and it was, it was, it was amazing. But like back in the day, I didn't use a measure. I didn't, it just wasn't, it just wasn't in the books, you know, like, you know, this is back in 2000, like two 2001 you know uh so it's like okay. you know people are like hey i want a jack and coke you're just free pouring it you know and i didn't know like now i can probably you know i know i'm like anytime even when i go to a bar now and somebody's like i'm and they free pour i'm just like one two three four you know like one ounce you know like i'm always counting like i can't watch a bartender free pour and not count yeah. You know, I'm like, oh, you just gave me a four ounce, you know, I ordered tequila and soda. You gave me one ounce instead of two ounces, or you gave me a 12 ounce, or you gave me a 12 count pour, which is three ounces, you know, that that, that will never shut off in my brain. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know right? Going to a bar is completely different for Carl. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Scotch Powder Podcast. Just a quick reminder, make sure you make a visit to scotchparlor.com, subscribe to the podcast, and also check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Scotch Parlor. Now back to the episode. Now, so... Let's talk about Spirit and Spoon in the sense of, um, I know I mentioned in the introduction, but but what does Spirit and Spoon do uh, for for alcohol brands, for other, for social media people? What what does it do? I do a little bit of all, it all, and that kind of goes back to my ADHD, uh, which keeps me really busy, you know, like where I will do, you know, I have a few brands um, that I strictly just create content for or recipe development for. A couple brands, like there was a tequila brand back in the day who was like, hey, we're doing a market launch in Virginia. We need cocktails. So, oh, sweet. That's awesome. Like, I'm going to look at Virginia, see what's available there. I'm going to give you some options. Same brand was like, hey, we're pitching a huge account. Uh, And this is, you know, with the chef, you know, like send me his menu. So I'm going to look at his food menu and I'm going to create like three or four cocktail options so they can pitch this account. Uh, And and then, you know, and like a... Recently, an, another tequila brand launched, and I was kind of the forefront in the in the helping them launch in the sense of cocktail development, content, um, sometimes social media post. I do a little bit of all, you know. Obviously, you know, social media post. You know, if I'm advertising something, I don't want to turn my page into a strictly an advertisement. So, like, obviously, I'm going to take. You know, I've been very grateful. You know, back in the day, you know, when I started this like five years ago. Somebody be like, hey, we'll give you a free bottle, and you'd be like, oh yay! You know, now it's like they want like, hey, we want we're gonna give you a free bottle, but we want this, this, and this, and this. I'm like, well, you're you're look, you're trying to advertise on my platform and not paying me. You, you want my work, but you don't, you know. So it, it's one of those things where I I do that. So um, then I I help run social media for a few brands where I, you know either it's consulting and like, hey, this is what you need, this is what I suggest, or me just kind of taking over the daily grind of running their social. You know, this morning, I like I had two brands I'm just sending pitches to that reached out that want to work with me. Um, you know, I might deal with 10 different brands in a week, you know, not not like necessarily working with them. But sometimes it's, you know, when it's busy and when it's busy and sometimes when it's down, it's, yeah. you know, it's it's an ebb and flow for sure. It's a, the life of an entrepreneur, right? I mean, that's <laughs> it's up and yeah, down. Yeah, I mean, it's, the other day I was having a walk. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, like. 
like it's one of those things where there wasn't much forethought. It was like, hey, you know, when I left the distillery and the liquor brand, I was just like, you know what? I just want to focus on this for a little bit. And I didn't know there's no there's no roadmap. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of my buddies kind of uh, introduced me to you know Metallica. They were launching Blackened their whiskey. I, I do a lot of work with them. Um, they've been great, but it was like one of those things where it's like, like to me, it's 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 about putting out really great content and drinks that you stand behind, but it's also working with people that you want to work more with. You know, I don't want to have a and there are some one and dones. You know, a brand, you know, like a PR agency might reach out like, Hey, this gin wants you to do a post, you know, we're going to pay you this much. You do that. Uh, but like, to me, I, I want to flourish mm-hmm. and grow relationships. Um, yeah. cause to me, that's what it's about. You know, I don't want to be like, Hey, I want your money. Bye. Um, uh, but if you know, yeah, no, that totally makes sense. So being, so it, kind of going to your, where well, your Instagram, how it's, um, I mean, it's, it's, you look at your grid, it's freaking amazing. Like the pictures are phenomenal. Uh, well, camera wise, what do you, what do you shoot with? Um, I've been shooting Canon. Uh, it's the only thing I, I would say I, I have been, it's the only thing I've shot with. So I had a Canon seven, uh-huh. I had a Canon seven D. Um, and I remember being at a coffee shop and somebody had a fixed lens and it was like a 24 millimeter. That was like my first like non kit lens. Uh, it's a fixed lens, a uh-huh. fixed people not familiar with photography like a fixed lens is you can't like zoom in or zoom out it's just fixed it's like a pancake lens i seen that i'm like oh, i'm gonna get that and i started using that and i was at a i was doing a party a private party and somebody had an 85 millimeter i'm like oh that look and they're like showing me photos I'm like that looks dope so like i started getting into lenses so like i i always shoot with a fixed lens so i'm usually shooting with an 85 or 50 millimeter um, I just recently, about uh-huh. three or four months ago, my Canon, I had a 7D. I switched to the, uh, the mirrorless, the new mirrorless, um, which I love. Uh, it's so cool. It's like a, it's like a yeah. cool little toy and it's got like the touch screen so you can adjust the, uh, I mean, it, it's so cool. It's a, yeah. It's a lot lighter because it was a DSLR, which you had before, right? Yeah. So it's a lot lighter. Totally lighter. <laughs> yeah. Right. So then, uh, and I, what I was saying was, so again, looking at your, your, your spirit and spoon Instagram, the, your pictures are amazing. Uh, we not, we know what camera you use, but what's your, uh, routine? Like what, what do you, how do you, what's your plan on how you're going to create a photo? Is it, is it in the sense of like, did you know what cocktail you're going to make? And, and then you plan where the, you know, you going, well, now we're, we're allowed to go into restaurants and coffee shops per se, but, uh, but how do you plan your, your scenery for your photos? I really don't. There's a, there's a mantra I kind of follow. It's called Om Daksham Namal, which means I, I achieve maximum benefit with minimal effort. Um, obviously during COVID, like I know my house pretty well. So I know like, Hey, the light's going to hit here and this might be pretty, but like, so sometimes I'll do that. But like, like one of my favorite things to do in the world is to go into a place unseen and shoot. Um, cause there's no really forethought. It's like, Hey, I'm gonna grab this cocktail. Um, I tend to, I mean, I don't have any lights. So, um, I, and there's nothing wrong with that. I just, I, to me, I love, chasing the natural light. I love the shadows. I love, you know, I, I, to me, you know, not, not to sound too cheesy, but I, I, it's art, 
you know, so I look at it that way. Like, how can I, how can I take this creation, especially when somebody else has created it? Cause like, to me, that's more important because like you're entrusting me with your creation. I want to make it look the best I can. Um, and I'm, I, I, I'm a Virgo. So I'm a little bit like of a perfectionist. So I'll be like, oh, you know, like, so I'll, you know, so I tend to sometimes like I might have the shot and like, you know what, that's great. I love the shot, but I'm going to try it over here with this angle, you know, cause I want to give it a few looks. And I think that's always paramount because especially if you're, you're shooting for somebody or shooting for a brand or even for yourself, it's good to have, to be, to use the same cocktail and not recycle the same image. Yeah. 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 Okay. 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 And then, so then after you, so natural lighting, which is awesome. And then after that, do are you, uh, as far as Photoshop Lightroom to, for pre for, for post-production? Um, I use Lightroom. Um, it's funny in the very beginning, I was like literally doing everything through my MacBook iPhoto. Then I remember, um, meeting somebody and there was like, I'm like, Hey, what do you, you know, I was asking cause he's a really good photographer. Um, and um i'm like what do you use he's like oh, i use lightroom and you know i'm like you can do it on your phone and so now it's like you know lightroom's my gem so i have it on my phone so if i'm somewhere and i have you know all these cameras now even my 7d i have the wireless so you know you're somewhere and you're in a pinch or you need like a quick shot for a client or just yourself or like an instagram story you can literally just take it to your phone like throw it to lightroom and boom you, you know I can take a photo now and in three minutes I can have it ready for, you know, a post or, or Instagram story. It's kind of cool. Yeah, no, totally. No, it, it's amazing how much Lightroom and now, I mean, again, mobile, just being what you can do on the phone and you, your, and your photo comes out before I'd be like, no way I'm going to do that on mobile. I'm going to get on my computer and, and do it. But like, it's just, it's amazing technology. Uh, now, the one thing about you, Carl, that I freaking besides your photos, again, amazing photos, but I love your videos. Your personality comes out and maybe because you did say you, you come from an improv type of uh, uh, background, but I just love the little, the videos. And then, you know, like just like when they show you up your face up close and you just have a little, I don't know, just a little smirk or something you have, or you have your glasses coming down. I just, it's entertaining. And it's so cool to see because there's a lot of people that, show you how to make cocktails. Right. And, and, you know, maybe there's a bar setting in the back and you know, they're, they're good videos, but your videos are in the middle of a desert. What was that? What it was like, it looked like a desert background. Yeah, it was, that was actually Joshua tree. Okay. 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 So there you go. So, I mean, and then you're sitting there making a cocktail and I just, I absolutely love it. So what's your, I mean, your inspiration behind that, what's your, I mean, you just, I mean, it looks like you just want to have fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to me, I don't take, I don't, I'm not too cool for school. So I want to have fun. You know, um, I think the first video I ever did was, I remember I was with like a bunch of like really great bartenders and, you know, who have done videos before my first video. I'm like, I'm just gonna have fun. And, and I, and I guess that from there it just spawned, you know, um, I, and I, I have a videographer who like, his name is 86, the DJ or 86, the bartender, um, named Robert. Um, I consulted on a bar program last year called the airliner in Los Angeles. And, uh, the bar manager I hired on, she's like, Hey, my friend, Robert, you know, I want to hire him. So like, you know, I interviewed him like, this is no brainer. Obviously you vouch for him, but, uh, he, we just have a really good chemistry and I love having fun. Uh, and it's one of those things where just, 
you know, you bring that energy, you know, like at the end of the day, it's a cocktail, you know, like my mm -hmm. cocktail's not better than yours. It's not better mm -hmm. than, you know, anybody else's. I want to have fun with it. You know, like mm -hmm. it, it doesn't matter what's in your glass. It does. I mean, in a sense, it does a little bit, but like, I don't take it too seriously, you know, have fun with it, you know, um, you know, if that, and, and I, I, I always get great feedback from the videos and it's, that make, makes me so happy because it's like, Hey, I'm having fun. It's not like, you know, I don't want to be stiff. I never want to be stiff. You know, no, they're awesome videos. They're, they're, they're awesome videos. I mean, and like, and I'll encourage everyone that's listening is like, check out his website. I mean, he has cool, just unbelievable. He have more videos on there. Uh, but definitely just they're they're very entertaining. Uh, so so Carl, what do you think? What's your secret sauce? Like you've you've obviously you've been doing this for 15 years. You're you're you've created your own path. And what do you feel like? Why? How did you do it? Like, what's your secret sauce? Why do you do what you do? Um, my secret sauce is I'm attached to no outcome. Um, I always try to move the needle forward. Um, I don't take myself too seriously. Um, I'm kind to others. I want to help others. It's being humble. Um, I heard this quote a long time ago. Um, I don't know who, where it's from. It's not mine. Uh, but it's don't let yourself be put on a pedestal because it will rob you of growth. I want to grow. I want, you know, I don't know. I'd love to say I know exactly where Spirit and Spoon's going. Uh, I just know the day to day. So I tried not to overthink it. I put my best forward and I have fun with it, you know? So I guess my, my secret sauce is have fun and never be attached to any outcome. Cause it's always, everything's always evolving and always changing. So if I, if, you know, my skill sets that I'm learning now could pay off, you know? And, and if they don't, I'm always happy to jump behind a bar and bartend again. You know, like it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm very, very happy. I'm very, very fortunate and very grateful for everything that's happening. Um, so yeah. Cool. 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 That, that, no, that's, it's, it's almost to that point where, you know, you, you live in the moment you're in the moment, you take it day by day. Uh, obviously, you know, there's, there's a, you know, you probably, you do kind of maybe, you know, think about your future plan, but overall it's just, take it day by day and uh, go with the flow and, and you're enjoying what you do. That's what, that's what at the end of the day, what matters. Yeah. And that's. Yeah. And another thing I would say is uh, just don't compare yourself to others, you know, find your unique voice, find what makes you happy. You know, um, you know, you can't, you know, I don't want anybody to try to, like, yeah, you can be like, yeah, I love his photos. I want to try to get to that level or I want the, but like, find your voice, you know, um, cause everybody's different. Everybody has their own unique character. Um, I'm very fortunate that I get to share it on occasion and I've, but I always, I'm not afraid to share. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know? you great, I mean, that's great advice. I was going to ask you later on too. Can, can you give some advice out to other people? You just did it. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> so as you began this journey, what do you think there is one thing you would wish you had known earlier? as you began this path. And I know it kind of like, well, I'll let you answer that. Without. It's something I tap into now for sure, but it's longevity. Um, when I was younger, I burnt the midnight oil like crazy. You know, now I, I drink very seldomly, you know, yeah, I'll buy, but A, I don't drink by myself. B, like 
I eat super, I try to eat healthy. I try to keep in shape. I try to work out every day or, you know, like I try to stay active. So to me, it's longevity. Um, so if I, I could tell my earlier self something, it's like, Hey, you know, plan. And also like this, um, and I think this is a, a note for a lot of bartenders out there is it's like health, stealth and wealth and wealth is, you know, like put money aside, invest money, um, you know, in 401k or what, whatever you can do, just save money. Cause back in the day, I, you know, you're like, Oh, I made $300 tonight behind the bar. Then you go out and you spend 150 of it right away, you know? So, um, plan for your future, uh, financially. Good advice. Good advice. Good advice. What do you do to continue like learning wise? Because obviously you're still, you, you know, you, you want to continue to, to grow, as you said, what do you do for inspiration resources on, on continuing to help you grow as a person? It's a good question. Um, I think lately I've kind of been like, Oh, how do I further my brand? So I'm like, Oh, like what other platforms are kind of on the, up, you know, TikTok, I kind of joined there. I don't really have a presence and I don't know if I'm going to get into it, but it's kind of learning. It's kind of just kind of being aware of your social surroundings, you know, like Instagram's changing a little bit, you know, where they're doing more reels and they're doing more videos and they're doing things like that. So it's, you know, as the outer world constantly evolves, you kind of have to evolve with it um, in a sense. Um, but kind of stay true to your character. So I don't want to, I don't force things. Um, so like the TikTok, well, kind of dabble in there, but I'm not going to be like, you know, all going ho. So, um, so that's cool. So, yeah, I mean, you're, so you're definitely keeping a, um, a pulse on social media world. So being that you are in this field, could you give any advice to anyone that just like social media tips that you've used for your own brand that you could share? Yeah, um, definitely. Um, social media tips. Um, be consistent with your message. Make it make it about you. You know, make make it true to you, you to your character. Don't force anything. You know, I think we all have been like, oh shit. You know, um, and find your voice. You know, um, that speaks to you. Um, don't be attached to likes. Um, believe me, I I've had this conversation with my friends, and you know that who you know. I, you know, obviously, I wouldn't say obviously, but like I have friends that are, you know, very successful in the social media world. And sometimes we have discussions and we're like, oh, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm like, I only got four, you know, I only got, you know, this many likes on this post. It doesn't matter, you know, as long as you put context that you stand behind, at the end of the day, that's what matters. Um, as far as like social media stuff, you know, I would say post regularly, try to find a time that works best for you, kind of stick to, maybe to that schedule. Example, like I usually post like at, you know, somewhere around five o'clock at night. I never really post at two o'clock. Um, so I try to keep to a schedule in a sense, um, but I'm not really too planned out. Like, like I don't know what I'm going to post next. I have a bunch of photos and I, you know, sometimes I'll surprise. <laughs> like, oh, it's 430. I'm going to post. So let's write some stuff, you know. Um, uh -huh. So, yeah, don't don't overthink it. Have fun with it. Um, don't be attached to likes. Don't be attached to followers. Um, um, if you keep, if you put out, if you build it, they will come, 
you know, in a sense, like if you keep on putting out great content, uh, and great context, um, and I'll also use hashtags, hashtags are, uh, um, they do work, you know, example, like I have a post from yesterday, I think it's, you know, reached like 3,500 people. Um, and that's not a lot, uh, for, for, for my, for my, you know, cause I have some posts that reached 15,000. And it'll, it'll, and my my account since it's a creator account or a business account, it will break down the analytics of it. So like sometimes I'll be like, oh, forty five percent of of your followers weren't, you know, forty five percent of this of this reach wasn't following you, and you know it might say you know four thousand is from hashtags. You know the one from yesterday has got like sixteen huh, okay. from hashtags. Sometimes hashtags hit, sometimes they don't. But it's crazy to. To like, hey, a post that might get four hundred likes to a post that might get a thousand likes, usually that difference is through hashtags. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, that's no, that's great advice. Uh, I'm, I'm people. Well, I mean, including me, everybody loves social media tips. <laughs> it's like, how are you? How do you do it? How, what, what's your, what's your style? So this question, okay, what is if I'm having a get together? What would be the easiest in this the easiest drink that can go the longest way, if that makes sense? Um, being that I'm not a really like I'm not a bartender, so but but a cool drink to to share with with a group of friends. Depending on who's coming over, I would obviously just batch it. You know, I love batching cocktails. Uh, stirred cocktails are really easy to batch, um, so you can you know put them in a glass container, put them in your freezer the day before so they're nice and cold. You can add dilution if you want to, so you don't have to stir it. Um, you know, and if you have nice ice, you pour over that. So, you know, if you have a group of people coming over and you're having a nice dinner or something like that, and you might want a Negroni prior, batch it. Um, that way you're not playing bartender. Um, you know, when I do private events, like even with my shaking cocktails, they're all gonna be batched prior without the alcohol. Um, obviously, if you're doing a private party, you can batch it with alcohol, but usually when I do a private party, they're providing the alcohol or I don't want to, I don't want to pigeonhole myself where, you know, if somebody wants a non-alcoholic, they can't have it. Um, so I would, you know, I love a Paloma, like a spicy Paloma goes a long way. Um, and it's kind of whatever you're feeling. Yeah, I know. I was kind of an open-ended question. It's like, I'm sure you would be like, well, what kind of, you know, what type of alcohol do you like? <laughs> I always love some form of Negroni. Um, I love playing with that. Like, I love that classic build of one, one, one. Um, and sometimes I might switch up the, the, you know, the vermouth part and do like half ounce vermouth, half ounce Mr. Black coffee, half ounce banana with a mezcal or a reposado. Like, I love just playing with that, like, with that, like, that build. Okay. That's cool. That sounds amazing right now. I mean, I know it's early, but it sounds really amazing <laughs> what she just talked about. <laughs> so uh, as far as, as far as cr other creative outlets, uh, do you, what, what other things do you do? Uh, I guess I've been busy with this. So this has kind of been, um, I want to get more into just regular photography. Um, so occasionally I'll do that. Um, it's not really a creative outlet, but I, I love doing yoga. Um, I've been a yogi for quite a while. And lockdowns have been kind of hard because I have to do it in my house now. Um, 
So I miss that. But I, I go on walks a lot and I'll just jam like old school hip hop or, you know, some random like Bob Seger station on Pandora and just go on like a three, four mile walk. And that usually like my ideas come there. I have a lot of sometimes I take a long shower and my, I'll be like, oh, you know, so um, like I said, I don't force it. But like those are usually my creative. I think, that you know, this my creative outlet has turned into my like job. So it's kind of like one of those things where like you kind of got to let's say guard it, but you got to kind of treat it very carefully where I don't want to be like, you know, sometimes I've found myself like being busy with a ton of projects. I'm like, Oh man, I got to, you know, where it becomes, where it doesn't, where it doesn't become fun anymore. Uh, and I'm very like, I'm very self-aware when it doesn't like, okay, let's just put, let's not shoot today. Let's get in the right mindset. So, you know, cause I think, what's coming from that cameras are a reflection of what's coming from the other side of it, you know, through my eye, through my mind. So I, I, I try to look at it as, as art. That, that's awesome. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. The mindset and making sure you have balance and, and, and definitely, um, you know, making sure you're in the, at the end of the day in the mood. Yeah. You know, I see what you're saying. Like it's going to come out through, through your work. Yeah. Balance is key for sure. Absolutely. What's uh, one thing on your bucket list? Um, <laughs> travel, man. Uh, I think it's on everybody. I, I want to travel the world. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, you know, I've, I want to travel Europe, you know, maybe do like a few months out there. Um, just see more countries. Um, yeah. Is that, um, as far as once, uh, once this craziness is kind of behind us, uh, is that one of your first places that you want to head over to is Europe or is there a sp- other destination? Um, we'll see where, where the, uh, universe takes me. Um, yeah, okay, okay. it's funny when COVID started, I was supposed to be in like Mexico city, then Oaxaca, then Puerto Rico for tales of Puerto Rico. Uh, then I was maybe supposed to do something in Italy. So hopefully Italy, that opportunity comes back. Cause I'd love to just be like, Hey, you know, have a, you know, do, it was, it was a pretty awesome project. So hey, I'd love to have that happen again, but uh-huh. you know, I'm open to anything. I mean, Japan's on my bucket list, obviously, you know, Italy, I want to go to oh, Spain, yes. you know, like there's so many places I want to go. Uh, and now it's just like, you know, like I love putting the energy in there. I'm like, Oh, this is, you know, this can happen. It can, I can, you know, possibly like, I love, I don't want to say like a work vacation, but Obviously, I love a free. Like everybody wants a free trip, you know. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Or, or like even if you're going on a trip, to be able to like, you know, reach out to like, hey Guinness, or hey, I'm I'm here. I want to visit your distillery. Let me let me do a piece on you. Let me do a podcast, or let me do a let me do let me take some photos and give them to you. You know, just I love the bridge of hospitality and how that like how you can go to a bar and meet somebody and and just have that you know the experience of being in hospitality of bartending or waiting tables or whatever it is hospitality wise you do you know being a chef or you know even a host or a food runner like we all have that like like hospitality is like something that's great and but like when you travel it's just so much more special to me like of like going to a new restaurant and like meeting somebody who you know like Hey, I'm from Brazil or I, I, you know, I just moved here from Mexico or, you know, wherever you are at, um, just kind of having that experience and, and, and having those conversations. That's cool. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you that, Hey, those, um, uh, I, I feel you like, it's cool. Like, 
if you can get to get to places, you know, work related and, and, be, you know, you get to do what you love and, and it's an, a, an expense paid out, out of the other company. So that, that's the, that's the way to go. And that's why you got into this, man. That's why, you know, you love what you do, see the world. So, uh, so the obvious question that I haven't asked is what's your favorite and you probably have a few, but what's your favorite cocktail? Um, I love a Moscow Negroni. Um, it, it's, it just gets me, you know, and I might, like I said, uh, previously, I like to switch it up and play with it, but like that format, I love a gin Negroni, but a Moscow Negroni just hits for me. So that, and I love an Americano, you know, like, uh, if it's like a, you know, before dinner or just a chill day, I love like a, an Americano. All right. Cool. 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 And are you uh, a book reader? Yeah. What do you have any book recommendations on the fiction or nonfiction? Side? I, I typically go to nonfiction. Uh, I'm reading the book. I, I read one uh, by Susie Moore. Uh, it's called stop checking your likes. Um, and it, it's pretty cool. And it's not, it's not necessarily about like Instagram or social media, but it's kind of like, of kind of like creating your own path and not worrying about what people think about you. You know, we live, we live in such a, you know, especially this last year where we're just like, you know, we're not saying we're judging people, but like, like sometimes our worst enemy is our own self doubt, you know? Um, and I think a lot of us deal with that. You know, I've certainly dealt with that. Um, and I think it's, I think it's great to have these conversations like, Hey, you know, like it's not all roses, you know, there are difficult days, but like this book was really good because it kind of, kind of is like, Hey, at the end of the day, this little small thing you're worrying about does not fucking matter. Excuse my language. Like it just doesn't, you know, like, so like to overthink the small stuff is dumb. Focus your energy on the things that matter. Um, yeah. Sorry. That was a long answer. No, 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 That's, that's no, I, um, that make well now I, I have to get the book. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> it makes you make sure, you know, your mind think. I, I love like it's, really good. Like I went not necessarily say self-help books, but I love like books that like, Oh, you know, um, there's one I read recently called the brain fog fix, uh, which I thought was great. And it's kind of about like how we're on social media so much and, you know, and we're around these screens and, you know, like, how can we, how can we make sure we're not clouding our brain? You know, so it's, you know, it's kind of about diet and, and turning off your screen and disconnecting, you know, like I, for the most part, put my phone away in my kitchen at nine o'clock every single night. Uh, okay. that way I'm not checking it, you know, that way it's just, it's not there. It's not a distraction. Uh, I'm not waking uh -huh. up like my alarm clock is the alarm clock I had when I was in high school. Like, you know, some like old shitty thing that like, you know, just like, it's like a red, <laughs> you know, great little thing like this. And you know, the music doesn't play from it, but like, that's all I need. I don't need to like, I used to chart, have my phone charging to me by my bed and I just like, I'd wake up and I'm like, dude, this is just nonsense. So my, my phone is in my kitchen. Yeah. Well, there you go. You don't need, you don't need your, your phone to monitor how you're sleeping. <laughs> right. Well, I, I'll tell you this, like once you do that, you'll sleep much like after a few nights, you sleep much better, you know, cause you have no distraction. There's no, like, eh, you it's know, yeah. you know, when I'm, I'm from the, you know, Midwest. So I have, you know, it could be like six in the morning and you could be sleeping still. And you know, your buddy in Michigan's texting you and it's nine there. And like, not, you know, even if, yeah. So yeah, I just interrupt that, that sleep 
that you need. So, uh, Carl, so just uh, kind of f- uh, finish up here. Uh, so I have two, two more questions for you. As far as legacy, and I know that's a deep word as far as what it is, but how would like up to now, how do you want to, uh, how do you want to be remembered? How do you, what's your legacy? How do you want people to think of you? Um, even, even as of right now, what, what, what would you say? Just the, somebody who just marched to the beat of his own drum, um, who wants to lift people up, um, encourage people. You know, I, I think, you know, we're all better when we, as a community, lift each other up. Um, and just a nice guy, you know, at the end of the day, I'm just, I'm just who I am, you know? And I think that like humbly, I think that comes like, that's why my videos, it's like, at the end of the day, I just want to have fun, you know, and I want to grow. Um, and you know, if this was to end tomorrow, I'd find a different avenue to, to, to take, to take my energy, you know? No. Yeah. Well, so the next question, um, the next question can just sum it up uh, and some most people kind of get stumped on it for a little bit, but I just want you to finish the sentence. Carl is. Um, fun, loving, humble, driven, attached to no outcome. Great. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, so from, from what I'm just speaking, yes, that, that makes sense. <laughs> that's awesome, Carl. So, so lastly, just, uh, I know I said it throughout the, uh, the podcast, but, um, how does someone, you, if you want to talk about all your social handles, um, I know Instagram, but, uh, what are your other social handles for spirit and spoon? And, and if you want to reiterate your website. Oh, sure. Um, it's just spirit and spoon is the Instagram. I really don't have a TikTok, so no need to, and you can follow that. So you're like, I don't know if that's going to do anything. Uh, then just spirit and Um, that's kind of my website. Then my Instagram is kind of where I do most of my, my workout. I'm working on a YouTube channel, but we'll, 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 we'll see how that goes. All right. Well, dude, you're, I'm surprised you don't have a YouTube channel, man. You need to have a YouTube channel. <laughs> Videos are accumulating. I'm gonna probably put some. I I have a couple up there, but I as the as they're more accumulating, I put that up there. And I I just started something uh, more of. I used to do something called behind the stick. So I'm I'm changing that into like a live like interview format. So once I have more of those, I'll put those up and probably put some okay. maybe put some advertising dollars behind YouTube. I'm, I'm not like that's like that's a platform yeah. i'm not like super familiar like yeah how it no works. and i mean and i'm sure from your just your experience as a in the creative uh is it's easier said than saying oh yeah just go start a youtube channel <laughs> it's like okay yeah i know i can have you know i can i can start it but it's like there's yes. so <laughs> much to it in order and because you know you're driven so you're going to want it to be successful so you need to create the right foundation for that and uh but uh carl I, I, I truly appreciate your story, your journey. I, I mean, I, I wish I could be in LA to uh, have one of your cocktails, but, uh, but one day when I, when I, when I'm back in LA, I'll, I'll definitely give you a holler. And I, again, I appreciate you uh, sharing your tips. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And thank you for being part of the Scotch Parter family and, and being part of the, the podcast. And uh, thanks again. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it, Rick. Thank you for listening to another Scotch Parlor podcast. Please visit scotchparlor.com to see short documentary videos, photos, and more podcast episodes of other inspiring creators. And make sure you subscribe to the podcast and check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Scotch Parlor. Till next time, cheers and go create.